Acts chapter number 16. This morning we're going to look at a story here, an event that happened in the life of Paul and Silas. So we're going to read a few verses and kind of get the background here and then focus on the lesson today. We're going to start reading verse number 6 of Acts chapter 16. The Bible says, Now when they had gone through Pergia, throughout Pergia, in the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Just for a moment, focus on that phrase. They were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Now that's kind of interesting to notice this, and we're going to see it in the next verse as well that God actually held them back from preaching and staying in this region. God was moving them somewhere else. And in verse number 7, it says, After they were come into Mysia, they assuaged to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. So once again, we find the Spirit of God really directing them elsewhere. And this is going to be important because I think God had a plan for their life, And really, from this right here, I see the sensitivity that Paul had to the Spirit of God and his leadership. And sometimes I know for myself personally, I don't always listen to God's Spirit. Because it's something easy that we can neglect, something easy that we can pass up. And Paul, he wasn't trying to do anything wrong or evil. He wanted to preach the Word of God. And the truth of the matter is, God wanted him somewhere else. God had a call for him. And he just... He obeyed God. He allowed God to lead him and to guide him. And God knows the need of people. God knows where people are hungering and thirsting for His Word. And if we rely upon Him, I believe God can lead us to places that we have great opportunities to share the Gospel with people. We know that Paul loved people. Paul had a burden for people. And verse number 8 says, "...and they passing by Mysia came down to Troas." And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. So Paul sees this vision, a call to Macedonia. Verse 10, after he had seen the vision, notice this word, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. That word immediate is important to me because I think Paul just responded right away to God's will. He wasn't resisting God. He wasn't pushing away from God. But as soon as he got the direction from the Lord, this call, the Bible says he immediately went to do that. Sometimes God gives us direction in our life and we may hesitate and say, well, God, I know you're leading me. I know you're guiding me, but maybe not right now. Maybe I don't... We ought to... Always obey God immediately. When we get direction from the Lord, when we get leadership from Him, let's be careful that we obey His Word. And they believed that this was the will of God. So the Bible says in verse 11, Therefore, loosing from Torahs, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia. So they make their way to Philippi and a colony. And we were in the city abiding certain days, and on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of 
Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So we see Lydia receiving in Paul, receiving his words, being baptized in her house. I would say that she probably received Jesus here. So we see this this welcoming reception. Verse 16, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So the story is going to change right now. It's about to change for the worse for them. As they're going about the city, there is this damsel that is possessed by a devil, by a spirit. And this, uh, this word soothsaying or divination, this is like, it would be considered to our modern day uh, fortune tellers. Which, by the way, we, we see this from the Bible, that's demonic. It's very demonic to deal with these things. I know somebody at work who actually goes and sees one, and this person told me the other day how accurate, this, when they walked through the door, how accurate they were. And, and that kind of stuff, in my mind, automatically triggers, okay, that, that's satanic. Some of it's a big hoax. Some people are just out to make money. By the way, these guys, they made a bunch of money off this lady. Because people just, just they, they buy into it. And we, these things right here are very, it's wrong. It's wrong for any believer to partake in these things, to, to be involved in these things. And this lady, she was just in bondage. This damsel was in bondage to the Spirit. And verse 18, the Bible says in this, oh, I'm sorry, 17. And the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which showed unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Now, the, this, this lady was following him around. just saying, which She wasn't saying anything wrong because they were bringing the message of salvation. But I, we don't know if she was maybe mocking them or whatever it was. But it troubled Paul. As he's trying to minister to people, this lady is following him, just saying this over and over, saying these things. And so Paul turns and he casts out the demon. And verse 19, And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. What really upset these people, these masters over this damsel, it wasn't the fact that they were just preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't the fact that they were in the city. The problem was, this affected their paycheck now. Because this spirit was cast out of this damsel, and they knew that their money was gone. So they, they were angry. So they, they grabbed Paul and Silas, verse 20, and they brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. I mean, there's no truth in that. Did they really trouble the city? And look in verse 21, "...and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans." They're teaching all these, these, these errors, and it's wrong. We're Romans. We can't accept this. "...and the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, 
they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. So when it says safely there, it doesn't mean to give them a nice meal and a nice bed. This means to keep them secure. We want to make sure that these guys cannot escape. That's that word safely there. And then verse 24, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. We're going to stop for a moment right there. So let's just take a minute to recap. I know that was a lengthy portion to read, but I believe it's important to understand this. So first off, I want to remind us that Paul was living in the will of God. He, was, he assuredly gathered that God had directed him to Macedonia. So he believed he was in the will of God. And he was. He was allowing the Spirit to guide him. When he started preaching, we find that Lydia was receptive to him and that things were going pretty good at first. But then we find that Paul, doing no wrong and no evil, but casting out this demon from this girl, he gets captured for it. And then they don't just beat him a little. The Bible says that they laid many stripes upon him. So I'm sure he was pretty bloody and beaten up. And then they said, let's throw him into prison and make sure that he is secure in there, that we don't let him loose, but we're going to keep this guy. So as we look at this, I just want to look at the attitude that that Paul had today because a lot of times in our lives, if we're following the will of God and something doesn't go right, maybe sometimes we feel like, well, God must be closing this door, let me move on somewhere else. It's not a good indication. Our troubles are not necessarily an indication of whether God is you know, shutting a door or not. Because sometimes we suffer. And a lot of times, when we're doing the will of God, and we're serving the Lord, and things come our way, we have the tendency to say, God, are you really in this? Are you really leading me? Are you really guiding me? And Paul, when I read things like this, he was a man just like just like us, with feelings and emotions. And I'm sure that this was a discouraging time in the life of Paul. But I want want to see how he responded. Verse number 25, let's look at the response of Paul and Silas. The Bible says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. That's a wonderful verse right there. That's a wonderful verse. They prayed to God and they praised God. They sang praises to Him. What, a, what an example to us. What an example to how we should respond to the troubles in life. This morning I want to consider, I, I, I thought of three things, three responses, and, and these come into my mind at times of trouble as well, but three, three things that, that we could have found Paul doing, but we didn't. And the first one is, we could, have, we could have found Paul questioning God. We could have found Paul who questioned God and said, God, why? I don't think that it's wrong to ask God why, whenever things come our way. Sometimes we want to know why. Have you ever been in something, in, in a trial, in, in a trouble? Have you ever been serving the Lord? Things were going so well, but then they turned bad, and, and you just say, God, why? I've done that. Maybe, maybe I'm, you know, I know I'm not the best, but God doesn't always give an answer to why, by the way. <laughs> In fact, a lot of times He doesn't answer why. But here's the thing. God wants us to trust Him. 
God wants us to believe in Him. God wants us to know that He is sovereign and that His will is perfect. Even though sometimes it doesn't seem perfect to us because we have to suffer through it, God's will is perfect. I'm going to show you, we're going to reveal why I think God... Listen, I think that it was the will of God that Paul and Silas were beaten and put in this prison. I do. And we're going to see some immediate results out of this. Something that happens right away. And they were, they just, here's what they did. They just let God work. They just let God, they let God control their lives. They said, God, what is your will for me today? Where do you want me to go? Oh, you don't want me in Galatia? Where do you want me, God? And then the call to Macedonia. Okay, Lord, we will go there. They just wanted to be used by God. Has God ever led you in a direction that just caused you to say, Lord, why? Why are you doing this? I think many times we're blind to things that God wants to do. Things that God wants to do through us. I think so many times we just kind of keep our eyes closed and miss opportunities that God places right in front of us. I, I, I think we ought to be careful in our questioning God. I think we ought to be careful in, in, in how we treat Him. I believe God knows best. And we should be willing to let the Lord use us today. I was thinking as I was preparing this, this lesson, I was thinking, if God allowed you to be sick, He allowed you to go into a hospital bed, and it was a, it was a tough sickness for you. Let's say God allowed this. Because God had a plan. And in that hospital bed, you laid there, and maybe you were suffering, maybe you went through something hard, maybe you wanted it all to be over with. But then somebody comes in that hospital bed next to you that you never would have met that needs God. That God put there as well. Do you think God could do that? I do. I absolutely do. And here's why I think that. And I'm going to read a couple verses here. Um, So, verse 26, Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. Everyone. All the prisoners were loosed now. This is a great prison escape right here. And the keeper of the prison, look at this. I, I, I noticed this when I read this the other day. The keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep. It doesn't seem like a very good keeper of the prison, does it? He's sleeping on the job. <laughs> Man, this would not be the job to sleep on, I'll tell you that. But he was asleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. He knew that this was his watch, and he thought everyone escaped, so I might as well end it now, because it's over for me. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. He said, We're here, don't don't hurt yourself. Then he called for a light and sprang in. Look at this, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Wow. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Do you think God had a purpose for putting Paul and Silas right there in that prison cell? I do. I do. And I think many times, even though sometimes we fight God and we push against God and we push against His will, God is trying to use us. 
And there's people right in front of us many times that God put in our path so that we could make a difference. And we miss it. Many times we miss it because we're, you know, we're just too busy questioning God. God, why are you doing this? Maybe God's doing it for a reason. Maybe God's doing it so that you can have an influence on somebody that you never would have had that influence on. What if you have a, a tire that blows out and you've got to go get it replaced? Now, I'm not saying that everything that happens in life is this, but I think we should have our eyes open to this. What if I, you know, what if I have a bad day and things aren't going right and I've got to go get something fixed? What if my furnace breaks down? And all I do is say, God, why would you do this? I don't have, you know I don't have the money right now. But what if God wants that man that comes in to repair that furnace, what if He wants you to share the gospel with him? We ought to have our eyes open to these things. Jesus Christ, salvation, this is what life is about. This was the life of Paul. This is what he was all about. And I'm afraid too many times in our life, we're not all about God's business. We're not all about letting Him lead us and guide us and control us. We just want things to go our way. But God is good. Another thing that we could have found these guys doing, we could have found them complaining, couldn't we have? I mean, I tell you what, if I got whipped for doing nothing but just, to me, helping out this, this, this damsel by casting this demon out, they got beat for it and thrown into prison. They could have said, God, what? no way. You're... They could have said, God, you know, I could have stayed in Galatia and things would have been just fine. I could have preached the gospel there. Why would you bring me all the way down here just so I could get beaten and cast into prison? Why would you do that? We could apply that to our lives. Sometimes we say, God, you know what? If you would have done this differently, it would have been so much better. God knows the needs of the people's hearts. He knows it. And I, and I really think that there are many times there are people... I, I don't know. We don't know what happened in the life of this prison guard. But I think God was working in his heart. Very possible this man was searching. Saying, is there something out there? I, I want to believe, but I don't know what to believe on. Because when he came to Paul and Silas and fell down, he said, what do I do to be saved? I don't know how. And so many times people are they're wanting to know. And I believe God can direct us right to those people. And He can allow us to have that influence on their life. You don't know the influence that you can have. You know what I want today? I just want to be used by God. And sometimes it's tough. Sometimes He'll bring you through through some difficult times and bring you through things that maybe you want to complain about. Maybe you want to say, Lord, why would you do this? But He has a plan. God has a plan. I believe God is always working. He's always working. We don't always see it, but He's always working. He's working in the hearts of people today. He's working in people's lives. And if we're willing to, if we allow God to work through us, God can use you. And you don't have to be a great speaker. You don't have to have everything together. All you have to do is let God lead your life. Let God give you direction. Ask for the will of the Lord. Let the Spirit of God... Let's be Christians who let the Spirit of God guide us. He can do that. He does that. But so many times, and I know me personally, so many times I find myself walking in the flesh. And when I walk in the flesh, here's what happens. I ignore the things of God. I can't, God's not leading me when I'm in the flesh. He can't do it. 
Bible says that they, they can't exist together. You can't be spirit-filled and in the flesh at the same time. You're one or the other today. Are we letting God fill our lives with His Spirit and guide us and direct us? Complaining is never beneficial, is it? Have you ever benefited from having a bad attitude about when things go wrong and just start complaining about it? I never have. If you have, let me know, because what's your secret? I promise you, though, complaining gets us nowhere. You know what makes a person... And I tell you what, this, this, this makes you feel better even. When you pray and praise God, it will uplift your spirits. So many times we allow ourselves to get down and say, God, I, you know, I thought this was going good. I thought, I thought you were doing great things here. But look at what's happening. Look, look, at how, look at this now. This is a mess, Lord. Paul and Silas could have said, this is a mess you got us in. You're the one who led me here. I think complaining is something that, I know it displeases God, but I think it shows a lack of faith in our lives. When we complain, it shows that we're not really trusting God. We're not really trusting that God is good, that God is sovereign, that God is working. That's what complaining does. and, And could you notice that these prisoners, they heard Paul and Silas. In verse 25, when they were praying and singing praises, the prisoners heard them. And I don't know the influence they had on any of the other men in the prison, and and I don't add things to the Bible, but could it be that possibly they planted seeds in the hearts of other people in that prison? That's a possibility. It is. Imagine me saying I'm a Christian. And people know me in the community. People know who I am. And I go through a trial. And all I do... It's complain, complain, complain. What does that do for my testimony? What does that do for my influence? If we would have found Paul and Silas sitting there whining about their situation, I don't think they would have had the influence that they had on this man. Let's be careful. Let's thank God always. Listen, thank God for everything. If you have a bad day, I promise you there are things that you can thank God for. You can find them. I could thank God every day, every, any moment of the day, for my salvation. That's one thing you can thank God for every day of your life. Do you know that? You are never going to go to hell. You never had to pay for your sins because Jesus Christ already paid for them. You've been forgiven. You have eternal life. And one day, you're going to meet your Savior and everything's going to be worth it all. We could thank God for that every day. But we had testimonies even today, thanking for the, fam- for the family that we have. Thankful for our pastor, for our church. You know, I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful. There are so many blessings and benefits that we have that we can thank God for every day. Let's look for those things. Let's be a grateful people. And then lastly, we could have we found these guys quitting. We could have found them giving up. Because here this whole time, they've been serving God, they've been following God, and they could have said, it's not worth it anymore. Man, I'm done with this. This is too tough. We could have found him doing that. And I, it, it had to be painful. I can't, I can't explain the pain that they went through, but it had to be painful. It wasn't easy. I've never been beaten with a whip, thankfully. I've been spanked with a tree branch before, but it's not the same concept, right? <laughs> But I've never been beaten with a whip. I don't know how it feels. 
But I can promise you, I, I don't want to know what it feels like. It wouldn't feel good. These guys could have said, no more, I'm done. Paul, man, he, he went through so many things. Many times when I think about Paul, I think about, I think about the time that he got stoned. And they left him under this pile of rocks. And the only reason they quit throwing rocks at him is because they thought he was dead. So here he is laying there on the ground. I'm sure bloodied, beaten up. And he gets up. And many people right there at that point would have said, I'm done. I'm going home. It's too much. Or maybe I, I, you, these guys, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to help these guys anymore. No, we don't find him doing that. He gets up and what does he do? He preaches the Gospel still. Why? Because he knows that it's the power of God. He knows it's the only way people can ever know God. He knows that it's real. It's real in his life. And he wants to share that with other people. He never quit. I want to encourage you today, church, I want to never quit. Never quit going and giving the Gospel. Never quit serving God. Never give up on God because I promise you, even though it may be tough for now, God is working. And if we allow God to work in our lives, He can use us. I want to be used by God. I want to be used by Him. I, uh, I'll read uh, two verses of Scripture and then we'll wrap it up here. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul speaking once again. The Bible says in verse 17 and 18, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know what Paul lived for? He lived for eternity. He lived for the things that you can't see. He didn't live for for material possessions, new things, new possessions. He lived for things that you could not see. Why? Because he knew it would be worth it all one day. He said, for our light affliction, for the Apostle Paul to say that he went through light afflictions, to me that means that I have light afflictions. Because he went through a lot. But I tell you what, one day it will be worth it. So, let's use this this, this, this lesson this morning, use this chapter in the Bible to encourage us. And, and don't you want to be used of God today? Don't you want God to, to work through you? He can. It's all about God today. God is the one who did the work. Paul and Silas were just in the way and let God use them. God did the work. And God still does the work today. But let's, let's, let's get right in the way and say, God, where do you want me? What do you want me to do? Use me today.